0: This episode of the OrthoBullets podcast will go over the topic of lymphoma from the pathology section on orthobullets.com. Lymphoma is a malignant hematopoietic tumor uncommonly found primarily in bone that occurs in three forms. Primary lymphoma of the bone, which is a solitary site, multiple bony sites with no visceral sites, as well as bone and soft tissue lymphoma. With respect to primary lymphoma of the bone, most primary lymphomas of bone are non Hodgkin's B cell lymphomas rather than T cell variants. Primary lymphoma of the bone is diagnosed when there is only a single node of disease for six months. As far as the epidemiology of lymphoma, 10 to 35% of non Hodgkin's lymphoma patients have extranodal disease. Keep in mind that primary lymphoma of the bone is very rare. As far as the demographics, males are more commonly affected than females. It can occur in all age groups and is most common in patients aged 35 to 55. As far as location, lymphoma is found in bones with persistent red marrow, and the most common sites are the pelvis, spine, and ribs. Other common sites include the knee, that is the distal femur and proximal tibia, the proximal femur, and shoulder girdle. Risk factors include immunodeficiency, like HIV and hepatitis, as well as viral or bacterial infections. As far as prognosis, primary lymphoma of the bone has a better prognosis than secondary involvement of the bone in lymphoma. As far as the presentation of lymphoma, symptoms include pain that is unrelieved by rest, 25% of patients present with a pathologic fracture, neurologic symptoms from spinal compression, and you may also see fever, night sweats, and weight loss, which are B-cell symptoms. On physical exam, inspection may reveal warm and swollen large soft tissue masses, which are common. As far as imaging, radiographs may show large, ill-defined diffuse lytic lesions with a subtle mottled appearance. Keep in mind that lymphoma is more common in the diaphysis of long bones, and 25% show cortical thickening. You may also see, quote, ivory vertebrae, and keep in mind that multiple sites of disease is common. The differential diagnosis for lymphoma include metastatic disease, multiple myeloma, and osteomyelitis. As far as CT scans, a CT of the chest, abdomen, and pelvis is required for staging. An MRI will show extensive bone marrow involvement with a large soft tissue mass. A bone scan will be intensely positive. And finally, a PET scan can be useful to stage and follow the disease. Other important studies to be aware of include a biopsy, specifically a bone marrow aspiration and biopsy, is required for staging. As far as the histology, diagnosis is difficult to make with needle biopsy alone because the tissue is often crushed. Histological analysis for lymphoma will reveal a mixed small round blue cell infiltrate, which are different sizes and shapes. This differentiates from other small round blue cell tumors. Keep in mind that lymphoma is CD99 negative and has an absent 1122 chromosomal translocation. This has been a tested point on previous exams, so I'll say it again. Lymphoma is CD99 negative and has an absent 1122 chromosomal translocation. Other histological findings include diffuse infiltration of the trabeculae as opposed to nodular, and keep in mind that certain immunohistochemical stains are positive, specifically CD20 positive and CD45 positive. In addition, lymphocyte common antigen is also positive. Treatment of lymphoma can be non-operative or operative. Non-operative management includes multi-agent chemotherapy, plus or minus local irradiation. This is the mainstay of treatment, and radiation may be added to obtain local control in persistent disease. The specific chemotherapy regimen includes cyclophosphamide, doxorubicin, prednisone, and vincristine. Again, the specific chemotherapy drugs used to treat lymphoma include cyclophosphamide, doxorubicin, prednisone, and vincristine. As far as outcomes, chemotherapy alone is effective for most lesions. And keep in mind that there's a 70% five year survival in disseminated disease. Operative options include fracture stabilization, and that is specifically stabilization of pathologic fractures or prophylactic fracture management. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. The first question reads, a 42-year-old male presents to clinic with one year of atraumatic left knee pain. He also reports subjective fever and chills. His physical examination is remarkable for diffuse knee pain, but there is no overlying erythema or induration. His current laboratory values reveal a white blood cell count, of 9,200 per microliter, with the reference range being between 5,000 to 12,000 per microliter. An absolute neutrophil count of 1,800 per microliter with a reference range between 2,000 to 7,000 per microliter with 53.7% lymphocytes with a reference range between 20 to 40% and erythrocyte sedimentation rate or ESR of 21 millimeters per hour with a reference range between zero to 20 millimeters per hour and a C-reactive protein, or CRP level, of 2.2 mg per deciliter with a reference range of less than 2 mg per deciliter. He has attempted a trial of physical therapy as well as a trial of oral antibiotics with no improvement of symptoms. An AP radiograph of the left knee demonstrates a mixed lytic and sclerotic lesion in the distal femur coronal T1-weighted and axial T2-weighted MR images demonstrates a diffuse and infiltrative intramedullary lesion with minimal cortical erosion. Histological analysis shows small round blue cell infiltrate. Which of the following is the best next step in management? And the choices are 1. Observation, NSAIDs, and continued physical therapy. 2. Chemotherapy plus limb salvage resection plus or minus adjuvant radiation. 3. Joint aspiration. 4 IV antibiotics, and 5 multi agent chemotherapy plus or minus local irradiation. The correct answer to this question is 5 multi agent chemotherapy plus or minus local irradiation. So, this patient's laboratory, imaging, and biopsy findings are suggestive of lymphoma. Multi agent chemotherapy with or without local irradiation would therefore be the next best step in management. To quickly review, lymphoma is a malignant hematopoietic tumor that can occur in all age groups but is most common in those aged 35 to 55 years old, and that affects men more often than women. On radiographs, lymphoma characteristically appears as large ill-defined diffuse lytic lesions with a subtle mottled appearance on MRI, it typically demonstrates a large soft tissue component and is hypointense on T1-weighted images and hyperintense on T2-weighted images. Histologic features of lymphoma include a mixed small round blue cell infiltrate, diffuse infiltration of trabeculae, and positive staining for CD20, CD45, and lymphocyte common antigen. Multi-agent chemotherapy with cyclophosphamide, doxorubicin, prednisone, and vincristine is the mainstay of treatment, with radiation used as an adjunct to obtain local control in persistent disease. Chan et al. published a review on MR imaging of pediatric bone marrow. They report that heterogeneous red marrow and red marrow hyperplasia can mimic marrow disease but should be distinguished from neoplastic replacement and expected post-treatment changes. They state that marrow replacement in lymphoma is often focal or patchy and less often diffuse, leading to high rates of false negative bone marrow biopsies. Marina et al. published a case report demonstrating the complementary roles of bone scan, MR imaging, and PET-CT imaging in the diagnosis and treatment monitoring of a child with primary non-Hodgkin's lymphoma of the bone. They strongly recommend that bone scan and MR imaging be included in the diagnostic algorithm of children with undefined bone systems. They found that PET-CT imaging, however, could not reliably differentiate between the presence or absence of disease in a patient with primary lymphoma of the bone in clinical remission. Moving on to the next question, a 45-year-old woman presents with severe thigh pain and constitutional symptoms for the past four months. A radiograph of the femur shows a lytic permeative lesion in the distal femur. A coronal T2 MRI and a sagittal T1 MRI shows an adjacent soft tissue mass with extensive marrow involvement. Histology of a biopsy specimen shows small round blue cell infiltrate. Immunohistochemistry stains are positive for CD20 and CD45. What is the most appropriate treatment for this tumor? And the choices are one, above knee amputation, two, hip disarticulation, three, intramedullary nail placement with adjuvant multi-agent chemotherapy and possible irradiation, four, limb salvage with wide resection and tumor prosthesis placement, and five, adjuvant chemotherapy followed by surgical resection followed by adjuvant chemotherapy. The correct answer to this question is three, intramedullary nail placement with adjuvant multi-agent chemotherapy and possible irradiation. So the patient's age radiographs, which show a lytic permeative lesion, and MRI, which shows extensive marrow involvement, and biopsy specimen, which shows round blue cells with immunohistochemistry stains positive for CD20 and CD45, are consistent with the diagnosis of lymphoma. Lymphoma often presents with a large soft tissue mass, which can be tender and warm to palpation. The treatment for lymphoma typically includes a multi agent chemotherapy, such as a combination of cyclophosphamide, doxorubicin, prednisone, and vincristine. Consolidative irradiation is often used for persistent disease. Surgery for lymphoma is generally used only to stabilize pathologic fractures or prophylactic stabilization for impending pathologic fractures. Since this patient presents with severe thigh pain and the radiographs demonstrate extensive involvement, then prophylactic intramedullary fixation is a recommended approach. And moving on to the final question, a 75-year-old man presents with a displaced femoral neck fracture. During your surgical exposure for a hemiarthroplasty, the femoral neck has fractured through a pathologic lesion, which is diagnosed as lymphoma on frozen section. The lesion is located in the center of the femoral neck, and the calcar femorale is not involved. Your treatment should include, and the choices are one, closure of the wound and chemotherapy, 2. radical resection of the proximal femur and megaprosthesis hemiarthroplasty 3. hemiarthroplasty with postoperative staging and chemoradiotherapy as indicated 4. bone marrow transplantation and 5. hip disarticulation The correct answer to this question is 3. hemiarthroplasty with postoperative staging and chemoradiotherapy as indicated. So this case presents a treatment dilemma for most orthopedic surgeons. However, because lymphomas are very chemo-radiotherapy sensitive, treatment is straightforward. Lymphoma isolated to bone is treated by resection and reconstruction as indicated. In this case, the resection is accomplished with neck osteotomy and the reconstruction with the hemiarthroplasty. Postoperative adjuvant radiotherapy and chemotherapy can be used to treat the local and distant disease as necessary. You wouldn't close the wound with surgical fixation unless the chemotherapy would be used to improve your surgical margin, such as for an osteosarcoma. Radical resection or hip disarticulation are very aggressive and morbid procedures for a tumor that is very sensitive to chemoradiotherapy. Bone marrow transplantation is not used in the initial treatment of lymphoma, but can be considered for relapse disease. That's all for this review about lymphoma. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session by OrthoBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on orthobullets.com. And in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the OrthoBullets website while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the OrthoBullets podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts.